0: PA Youth Voices. Voices
1: A Fresh Perspective on Voting, Politics, and Power. Welcome back to all of our PA Youth Voices listeners. It's so great to have you here again. I'm Anika. And today we want to take a little edge off. I know a lot of us have a lot of things on our plates. If you're a student, you may have AP exams coming up. I know we all do, or maybe you have finals or if you're on your way to work, for whatever reason it may be. Today, our coffee chat is just to talk about the things that bring us back. They center us, they bring us balance and just make us feel calm. So why don't we kick off the discussion by introducing who's on the call today and just talking about a few of the things that make us feel good when life gets stressful.
2: Hi guys it's The Hedge. Um, Personally I like to I love to listen to music that really helps me calm down and come back to my sense of self and center or if I have enough time I like to curl up on the couch and watch a movie but usually I don't have that much time so I'll probably just listen to music and maybe just dance around
0: a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, thank y'all. Thank you, Anika, for that introduction. That was, that was amazing. Um, uh, my name is Samir, and I like to do, um, a lot of things. I mean, if I have a book that's really good, I'll, I'll probably read that. Usually read that on, like, the trolley or the train or something like that. Um, I listen to a lot of music, um, just likes to hedge. And honestly, you know, another thing I do, I like to do is just kind of, like, really just have conversation with people like i love just talking to people about different things um and that's usually like my go-to when i need to you know release some stress or feel inspired or whatever um and i may also dance in my room and pretend i have an audience that's always fun
3: i forgot about
2: books i also read books <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi guys, it's Guy 3 And I also read books and listen to music, but my favorite thing to do to unwind is watch a good movie. And at the start of quarantine to like the end of 2021, I had this streak of watching like a movie a day for over 500 days. Sadly, that died a few months ago because school has been like very stressful and I literally have not watched a movie in like a while. Actually, I just watched one like two days ago, but. You know, it's not consistent, which I wish it would be. But I love movies because they just like, you know, reflect life and I like to think that they breathe life into lonely people like me. And, it you know, it really just picks me up, even if the movie's sad, but even if it just like brings about my fears. Um, I, all movies are just so rejuvenating and I just think they cater to our necessities as human beings and cinema is just like such, a vessel for just relaxation, even if the movie is, like, terrifying. I don't know. It always just picks me up. So, yeah, I love movies.
0: First of all, can we just talk about how Gayatri just dropped a whole philosophical debate um, on his pocket? (laughs) Movies
1: (laughs) Um, do so much for us. You hit it right on
0: the nail, Gayatri. But also, yes, I agree, especially when the movie is scary. Like, literally, I used to come home um every day my you know I used to go to my grandma's house and I used to watch um all like six or seven Halloween's um yeah like literally and I used to actually laugh at them like just watching the girl fall in the woods every single time oh, and okay. still not get murdered yep. yeah that's, yep. <laughs> that's but, true actually they're always so unrealistic
1: is there really a difference between Hallmark movies and horror movies At the end of the day, you can predict both of them.
0: Wait, so are Hallmark movies getting put into the same category as Lifetime movies? I've always seen them to be pretty similar, nothing
1: like, there aren't that many major differences, but the story is still kind of wholesome, even though if you know what's gonna happen, Mm. sometimes it's just a good way to unwind. In fact, that's like, my mom and I do it all the time. We, Gayatri, you talked about like over quarantine, you got into a movie phase. Well, we got into a Hallmark phase, so <laughs> I definitely know what you mean about letting it take your mind off things and get into a new state. And that yeah, brings I mean, us to a good point. What are some movies that inspire you guys? You know, what makes you feel good? What inspires you to make change or do something, you know, important, something valuable?
2: You know, what movie I love that like really inspires me is Hidden Figures. Have you guys seen that movie?
1: Yes. That is one of my favorite movies Like, head.
2: women in STEM. <laughs> it's literally,
1: they literally said women in STEM. Oh, that one's really good. It's really empowering, too.
3: Like, the way that they stand up for themselves. Yeah, and it just shows that, like, when you're facing any diversity, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything, you know? And that's, like, very cliche, but, you know, these were real people who, like, did mm-hmm. such amazing things, so it's very cool. And
2: especially for, like, women and colored yes. women, like, speaking up Colour. for yourself...
1: Right? And they knowing when movie. you're in the right, yeah. There's this one monologue from that movie that is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. And it's when Catherine is confronting her boss about the fact that she has to walk to Timbuktu and back just to use the bathroom because there are no colored bathrooms in her facility, like in that building. And she, if you've seen the movie, you will know what I'm talking about, where she is screaming and it's dead silent and just her voice carries afterwards. I remember, I think I've watched that a million times just because it just inspires me so much. It's just so powerful.
2: In the movie, yeah, like yeah. when she says, um, it's during the monologue when she's like, oh, I don't have any pearls because you guys yes. don't really, like color people enough. And then when she leaves, yeah. they gift her pearls.
1: Yes. Yep. Oh, I love when movies do that, when they go full circle. Uh, Another really good one. Let's see. So I rewatched Hacksaw Ridge the other day, starring Andrew Garfield. If you guys have ever seen that movie.
0: Is is that the Spider-Man guy?
1: Yep. Yep. That's the (laughs) Spider-Man guy. (laughs) Oh, That movie is just so... It's such a feel-good movie, especially right now um, with everything that's going on. It's nice to sort of see the nice sides. Well... rephrase that there are no nice sides of war but to see a little bit of humanity show through in a conversation that would otherwise be very dense and hard to talk about um I think just the story that they portray about the people and their lives and not just numbers on a battlefield kind of reminds you of like what truly goes on when we can't see um I just after finishing that movie I remember thinking that like these are the types of things that movies should do they should make you feel and change your perspective after you're done watching it like you should never Well, I shouldn't say never but the strongest movies are the ones that make you think Mm. yeah Yeah, sure. oh go go ahead
3: I was just gonna say like Desmond Dallas was a real person and I think I mean Andrew Garfield's performance is amazing and The film like sort of reminds you, once again, this seems very cliche, but it's very true that like not all heroes wear capes, you know, and Mm -hmm. that like the whole pacifism and violence not being the answer. I think that's like a philosophy that is, you know, even though this happened in like, you know, the last century, um, in modern day, it's a philosophy that I think applies to a lot of things that are going like around, going on in the world. And I don't know, it's just... It's sort of one of those stories that reminds you there's so good out there in the world and like potential for good. So yeah.
0: Anika, mm-hmm. I, I also wanna say that like I agree with you in the sense that movies and just art forms in general should make us yeah. think that you know, they should they should change our perspective, but also they should be able to affirm our perspective too. Um because I don't know. You know, one of my favorite movies, I mean, technically it's a documentary, but I watch it like it's a movie. Um it's called Paris is Burning. And you know, I still don't quite know why it's called Paris Burning, but really it's a documentary that was shot all throughout the eighties that highlighted black queer culture in New York City. And, you know, back then, um most like black, gay and trans people were thrown out the house. Or out of churches, so they had to pretty much make a life, make make their own life, literally. Um, like they were either homeless on the street, or they were getting, um, you know, housing from other fem- other like you know, quote unquote, like house members, like people who already knew about New York City life and just decided to take in, you know, more queer people um, to kind of like be a mentor to them and actually be that parental figure that they didn't get. Um, and basically the film just kind of like highlights all of that. Highlights, you know, the borum scene, like where did Vogue come from? And like um, you know, like slang terms, like, you know, slay and serving and all of that. Like it just highlights the root of all that culture. And it isn't necessarily like it doesn't it isn't like too it's not unrealistic at all. I mean it's a documentary, but it highlights the good and the bad. Like it showed, you know, how we found joy and, and and everything that was going on with the AIDS and the crack epidemic, but also kind of show that you know, occasionally they had to steal from um, the stores, you know, around the area and all that, so and th- the movie is inspirational to me because like, it just shows me that you know, people worked really hard for me to even get to say things like this on a podcast <laughs> um, so it kind of gives me that energy to just be like, you know what, um, there is so much work that put that was put into you know like my existence. So, you know, it's like a motivation to keep going. But yeah, it sh- it, basically that movie affirmed who I was. Um, so I think art should be able to do that too.
2: Yeah, that's really cool that you found that for yourself, and hopefully other people are able to find that for themselves as well. A lot of the shows that I'm watching now if I can find
1: something that I feel represents me as my personal character, whether that's an Indian or a teenage girl or how, coming from immigrant parents, whatever it is for you, I think it's important to show that in movies. And I think we've done a really good job with that. Movies, books, art forms, music, wherever it may be, um, to just be more inclusive and more diverse. Because um, it just shows, like I was watching the Oscars recently <laughs> sure a lot of us were and you notice that a lot more with you know the nominees and the people who won and just like the topics and the hosts themselves um it was just nice to see that this is the change that we're getting to you know and that's kind of all what this podcast is about making change and making waves and using these things that inspire us to keep the pattern going so yeah, I, it was just, it's nice to see that. And I think you hit a really good point there, Sanyar.
3: I definitely agree with the representation aspect of things. Like, I think in recent years, there's been a lot more representation of queer people, people of color, and just like mm-hmm. different cultures in general, because I'm Indian. I remember like growing up, there was like literally no- No one. Indian representation, like in anything None. I would watch. I remember there was Robbie from Jesse. Oh, like, that was. And like oh Baljit from No, know. Well, know and these Prissy
2: Oh my God! Literally, and it's so stereotypical. Those. Yes, mm. they were so always like the so... smart, like people oh. who are antisocial and like can't interact with people. And I'm like, this is, like... I mean, like, that this is not so it. Even in Never Have I Ever,
1: I Oh would my admit, God! No offense to anyone who loves that TV show, but I personally cannot watch more than five minutes of it because the stereotypes of the main character is just way too much. Mm. And I just thought like, for me, I know it's all in good faith, but the reality is those are the things, like people don't typically go around reading about, you know, Indian culture and things like that. They hear what they get through the media and through what they see around them. So if we're putting these stereotypes out, that's what people are gonna believe. And that's what people are gonna judge you. I remember, I interesting story when i first joined or not first joined orchestra but when i came to sixth grade and i was doing orchestra in middle school the orchestra the orchestra it's it i have a point here trust me on this one so i was still really nervous and i didn't think i was that good but i remember after i finished multiple years of it someone came up to me and said because i was indian they immediately assumed i'd be super good and so they didn't talk to me for multiple years because they were so intimidated that i would just be like this good Indian person, like, specifically good at violin. (laughs) Not quite the case, if you met me, but those, I couldn't fathom why she thought that. And then as I went through, you know, end of eighth grade and got into high school, I realized where these stereotypes are coming from. Not to say anything about, you know, like playing the violin or, like, anything about being Indian, but, like, it's, you, we have to admit that what we see in our books, what we see in our music, what we see in our movies, influence how people perceive you, right? Influence how people perceive others. So if we show diverse groups of people as normal, as people that we should accept as just not this ostracized group, then in reality, when you come to see those people where you live, it's not gonna be like they're others. They'll be considered a part of your own community. That's my little (laughs) spiel. But beyond movies, how do we feel about other things that inspire us? I know we touched a little bit on music. Do you guys have any music right
2: now that's really been getting you through? Right now I like kind of hate words with music for music with wow. Music with words right now. I mean, that's not music. usually that's not usually the case. Um usually I like listening to like Phineas and Phineas is good. Well, I like Chase Atlantic. <laughs> mm. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Um, but right now I've been listening to like movie and um show soundtracks like Pride and Prejudice. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, oh my gosh. I've been whenever I watch a movie,
1: I typically will download the soundtrack and re-listen to it. Um we brought up we brought we brought up Spider-Man earlier. I just want to put this in there. If you look up the No Way Home soundtrack and just look at the song titles, they are so funny. Like whoever wrote them knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. So I recommend you go home tonight and do that. Um, I've been obsessed with Cody Fry lately cuz he, oh my gosh, he's his music is so unique and I love it because he includes orchestra in it and it's very uplifting and there's some of his songs like Underground by Cody Fry makes you feel like you are a superhero and it's just so inspiring cuz it lifts me out of any bad mood that i'm in
0: i'm going to write that down somewhere cuz i don't know yeah that. i have
1: to listen to that uh, oh my gosh you have to check him out he's amazing and this is not a sponsor this is me just like being obsessed <sighs> i feel like if you're on tiktok you would have heard some of his music at least a few of the
2: samples i also oh, listen to yes. i still listen to the la la land soundtrack it's been like 5 years i don't even know how many years but a long time but i still listen to that soundtrack
1: that's been a long time. I feel like, oh my gosh, I was so young when I watched that movie. There's a flashback.
0: I mean, speaking of soundtracks, Encanto soundtrack is like-
1: yes. iconic soundtrack came out yeah. last
0: year. Pretty good. Like literally dos, like- <laughs> Dos Oroquitas.
2: <laughs> <a> good song. <laughs>
1: no, oh, but- oh my gosh, okay. Movie soundtracks, Wonder Woman. I have to admit her, that's the Wonder Woman soundtrack. Oh, it's so, the soundtrack to that movie was really good. Or Black, okay, one of my favorite movie soundtracks and just film score in general has been Black Panther. It's
0: mm. on like
1: every single one of my playlists.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all the stars was just like such an iconic <sighs> commentated... oh my God, oops. <laughs> um,
1: Gotta get some music from the background. Yes, I love
0: it. <laughs> but yeah, All the stories was like such an iconic way to end a movie. Like I remember watching mm-hmm. Red Panther and like just walking <sighs> out the movie theater and that song was playing. That is just so like nostalgic. Like I just don't, they really chose the perfect song. And SZA's voice goes so well.
1: That one left me feeling very inspired. I remember just sitting in the car feeling Sometimes you don't even need to think. It's just the emotion, that overwhelming feeling of just amazement or being lost in thought. Like, for me, I was just kind of, like, awestruck after that. Um, And then there's some movies that make you think. Like, for example, Get Out. (laughs) Mm. This movie, I just thought this was, this is one of my favorite thriller movies. And I'm not a very big thriller horror person. So... That one, I just remember, like, being completely... I was pretty confused by the end of the movie, because so much had happened towards the end in a short span of time that you're just completely overwhelmed. But every time you watch it, I feel like it's one of those movies where you notice something different, a new detail, and I love that. Mm. And that always takes my mind off things. In some weird way, if I'm stressed, I might actually go watch
0: Get Out. Mm, My dad really
2: liked that movie.
1: It's really good. Um, there are jump scares though. So for our listeners out there, I am not a thriller
3: person like at all.
0: So <laughs> I love thriller.
3: Hey, have any of you seen us?
0: Yeah. No,
3: I <gasps> I'm I wanna watch the movie so bad, but
1: I feel like it's gonna scare me way too much. It's it's even better than get out. I loved us.
0: Oh no, the, the, us, the
3: heel, again.
0: The soundtrack, like the the the, mm. the 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 alternate version of I Got Five on it. Like, with the violin. I, I remember I, I was listening to that for, like, maybe, like, a year or, or two after watching the movie. Because <laughs> movie. Oh I'm just like, gosh. this, in the, the way that the song blended with the girl doing ballet or whatever, it was so cinematic. It was, it captured something that was, like, indescribable. I'm just like, what? This is amazing. This is real like this is this this makes me feel so good even though it was very scary but yeah
1: yeah but i love that you said that scary movies can make you feel good too
0: mm. like
1: sometimes it's just ugh. i for me for me at least scary movies always make me feel grateful for
0: <laughs> what i have in
1: my life like in some mm. twisted way i remember after watching it and don't, don't ask me Why? After watching it, I remember going home and just feeling really thankful for the people that I had around me, just because in the movie, when they get separated, one of the scariest things is the fact that the kids at such a young age are all alone and they're making these tough decisions by themselves. And it's like the world is scaring them. You don't know what's out there. And I remember thinking like the second I got home and I saw my mom, I was like, oh, my gosh, just thank you for being here, for helping me through the scary things. I know there's not a creepy clown standing outside my door waiting for me to make the wrong choice. But in other figures of the, like, in other sense of the term, it's nice to have that support, that when things do get scary, I have, you know, a friend or a neighbor or a guardian or a parent who's there. And I think that just goes to show, like, movies are what you make of them. Art is what you make of it.
0: Yes, that is so true. And also, it, like, it has so much like like symbolism in there like just the fact that especially it too like the fact that you know the, the the only way for them to get to get rid of the monster was for them to confront their childhood traumas and things mm-hmm. like like I don't know it, it was just it was an interesting dynamic going on with it and I, I really did like it even though it was very scary and you know when when characters die in a movie they really do make us feel bad. But that's oftentimes an indication that we still have our humanity intact. So, I mean, yeah. So, feeling things during a movie is like very cool, even if it's like, you know, sadness and all that.
1: Lion is a really sad movie about this little kid who's from India who gets separated from his family at such a young age. And then he ends up living in Australia. And he's sort of the whole story is him finding his way back home and his new life there. And that movie, I think I cried from start to end. And then in the post credit scenes when they reveal something that I'm not about to spoil in case any of our listeners haven't seen it. And it was a really good movie. It was, but I think it just, it gets you at such a heartfelt level. Like I was really young when I watched it and I didn't know movies could do that because it was so personal and it was so realistic. A lot of the times you'll see that movies, especially that are meant for family audiences, don't hit at such a deep level. They don't go too far into trauma, things like that. And then when you get older and you see the movies that do, it's a completely new experience. Like I've been meaning to watch Beautiful Boy. Um, I Like it's it's been on my list for so long and I just haven't been able to, not because I don't have the time, but because I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready to cry that much. Uh, in be- following his story.
3: Beautiful Boy is one of the two movies I've watched on a plane and like cried over. The yeah, the one being Manchester Ride the Sea. But like, I would definitely recommend watching it. It's just, it tells the story of what so many families um, so like across the world and the country have gone through. I mean, with drug addictions and like watching someone that you love being consumed by substance abuse and how it just consumes your entire life. And that struggle Mm -hmm. like becomes yours, you know, even if you're not the one struggling. And I think the film portrays it so well, especially the love between a parent portrayed by Steve Carell and a child, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy
1: Chalamet. They do a really
3: good job. And like the emotions that are portrayed and the cinematography is really good. Even though it's Mm -hmm. like an indie movie, like watch it. Like it's it's so good. I definitely recommend it. I'm
0: literally going to watch it now.
3: Yeah. Add that and call me by your
0: name. Please. I that one to me. Honestly, okay. I have so much. You know, Call My Name has amazing cinematography. I don't even know if I said that word right, but y'all know what no, I mean. It, it, it has good that whatever that <laughs> is. Um, but see, you know, it does. Per, it does perpetuate some stereotypes. Yeah, some very harmful. Oh no. Stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, cause like, first of all. Whoever who, I can't remember who's Elliot and I mean Olio and Timothy Chalamet.
3: Elliot's Timothy Chalamet and Oliver
0: is Army Hammer. Okay. So Oliver is like 18 and Elliot is like 30 something.
3: That did I officer, noticed that in the officer. trailer. Oliver is um oh. like twenty seven and Elio's like eight, 17. No. No, 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 no. Let me get this right. Oliver's 24 and Leo is 17. Yeah, I think that's accurate.
0: Wait, really? okay, wait, that's better 18. than I thought. But still, bad. I thought I thought they were like I thought I thought the other guy was like really. But he's old. still a minor, so <laughs> yeah, he's a minor. I mean, hmm, I mean, I guess that makes. Cause I literally thought the guy was like 30, 40 something, but um, I, hmm, I guess that makes it better. But either way, like he's still a minor. <laughs> yeah. It, At least give, give him
1: one more year to be 18, and then. But that's a whole different conversation.
0: Um. And and I guess also, like, I'm sick and tired of movies, you know, portraying, you know, the, the gay man is like someone who, you know, is having a relationship, having a relationship with this guy. And he really likes it and he goes back to his wife. Like, I mean, mm. like, yes, that is real, but that is not the only gay experience. Experience, like, yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah. It also when people see that, you know, then it makes people more hesitant. You know, I guess to be, you know, accepting of, you know, bisexual men too. Because I don't even know if Oliver was bisexual or or gay or whatever. But like, because then it's like, oh no, he's going to leave me for his wife. (laughs) Like, and then that whole that makes up the whole idea that like bisexual people are indecisive and they're cheaters and whatever like let's get over that um, as a culture yeah. I mean, but it just it's too much
3: I, I agree with that but I think the relationship between Elio and his parents I think that's a very good part of the
0: movie yes that is a very good part of the movie
3: yeah,
0: yeah. it's nice
1: to see I wish we could see that with more movies you know that all people are giving their reviews on them Cause it's so interesting to see how like some parts, like some communities will, that's how do I put this? Some part of the audience will not know the stereotypes that are being perpetuated because they're just are un- unknowledgeable of that. And I think that like mm-hmm. Samir's perspective on it is really good because it shows you, it shows to the rest of the audience This movie was great but here's the reality and here's what we need to be holding our directors and producers and actors and story writers accountable to to make sure that we're perpetuating the right story you know there's a responsibility that comes with movie making and with storytelling And i think our like our generation has done a pretty good job with that like holding people accountable i gotta say we are good at using our voices I mean,
2: okay, but there's also like I feel like there's a difference between holding people accountable and just canceling people for like absolutely no reason. Like Mm. I feel like every time we go on the internet, someone's like, "Oh my god, let's cancel this. I'm like, "Guys,
1: just
0: calm down." And then it actually kind of doesn't even work because
1: no, cancel culture is an entirely different problem. The fact that it's even there, I think it makes being a celebrity or being you know having a platform all the more intimidating. Because it's so unpredictable. People get canceled over the worst things. Like, what dress did this person wear? Or how are they styling their hair? Or just such trivial matters that it kind of distracts from. Oftentimes, it's used to distract from what the person is advocating for. And then in that case, it's a really big problem. Because then no one will take this person seriously because they're too concerned about oh, what agenda do they have behind what they're wearing or what they're saying or things like that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, it kind of creates the 1984 <laughs> environment, if I'm being honest. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, in 1984, um, oh,
2: well,
0: yeah. which is like, you know, it's like they were, they were getting vaporized for thinking certain ways. And, like, we can't just cancel someone <laughs> and erase them from history because you know, they did do something. I mean, yes, you hold people accountable because we're all humans and um, we're all subject to failure and mistakes and things like that. But, you know, we also need to hold space to... Like, we need to give people the capacity to actually learn from their wrongdoings because that's kind of what being a human is about. Like, living and learning. And, like, if you just try and... First of all, cancel culture doesn't work. And also... If you try and take someone's platform away, you know, without even giving them a chance to learn, it's like, eh, it's not really as effective as you think it is. Um, But yeah, I guess speaking of 1984 and all that, y'all got any books that y'all, you know, are in love with that inspired y'all comfort books, anything like that?
1: There are like a million childhood books, but one of the first ones I thought of was Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. This was a book that I had heard about, but I didn't think of reading it until I had to do it over summer for um, one of my classes. And it is a really good book. It follows Trevor Noah's story about growing up in Africa and moving to America. And then just his experiences dealing with all the stereotypes, the discrimination, physical violence, all of his struggles. And in some unique way, he incorporates humor into it as he tells about the stories of his mother and his siblings. And I just, remember like this is going to sound so weird but like laughing and crying at the same time while reading the book that one really inspired me because it I had never thought of Trevor Noah's story like that I'd only known him as a comedian so it really showed me to look at the different perspectives and people all around me even the people that I thought I knew very closely it just opened my eyes to what I was missing and how in school we learn about the things that happen but we don't truly learn about their experiences and how important that was in shaping people so i highly recommend you guys read that book
2: yeah that book also reminds me of um just mercy which is the story it's written by brian brian stevenson and he goes through his own um life experience as a lawyer helping the underrepresented minorities um and kind of his whole experience with that and i don't want to spoil too much but it's a really good book and they also made it a movie um so if you haven't watched the movie or read the book i would definitely do that
0: Hmm, what is it
2: called just mercy
0: just mercy okay i I have so many friends that are like major book heads i don't know if that's
2: no it's hard to keep up because it's like (laughs) ah, i need to read all these books
0: yeah, so, um, but a book I'm reading right now is Jane Eyre. I mean, for AP Lit, I guess, like, it was a choice read, and I was like, you know what? Jane Eyre is calling me right now, so I'm gonna read it. And honestly, I'm on page, like, what, 78, and it is really good. Like, it uses, I was just talking to y'all about this, too, but it uses language that I would never use to describe the most basic things. Like, Like, I remember she was talking about how the food at the school um was so bad she was like she couldn't help but relinquish her food. I'm like, literally I would have just said I threw it up <laughs> like <laughs> she said, oh I relinquished my food um or something what? like that and it just makes me literally laugh on a subway because I'm like <laughs> like you're using such advanced language to describe the most basic things like it's hilarious, but it's also just like you know it's good for the mind, it makes you. Make weird connections and all that. So yeah, I'm I'm loving Jane Eyre. Um, anybody else got any books that they like? Um,
3: one book that like is literally my favorite book of all time, and probably will be for the rest of my life is *And the Mountains Echoed* by Khaled Hosseini. Mm. Um, it's just such like a layered story, and it starts off in Afghanistan with the, with this brother and sister and how they get separated. And there's just so many characters that just like branch off of that story. And I don't want to say too much to spoil it, but there's so many twists and turns and like there's so much like human stories and emotions that are conveyed. So I would definitely recommend that book to like everyone, any like any genre, whatever genre you're into. I think this book is just like such an important one for everyone to read. So yeah, that's probably my favorite book.
2: He's a great author. I mean, if anyone's read The Kite Runner, it's by the same author. But yeah, I really want to read that book. I will get to that.
1: I have a long list of books that just keeps adding on. Like if I could go to Barnes & Noble's or a small bookstore nearby and just spend
0: hours there, I would. Oh, speaking of all my listeners and y'all too, obviously. Um, If y'all ever, if y'all are in Philly or ever going to Philly, there is this amazing queer bookstore called Giovanni's Room named after the book Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin it when I first li- I literally wrote my personal statement about that store and also like it's just such a restorative space being in a bookstore with like just most of the books just being gay like um, I love it you know it has it's, it's pictures you know it's it's books it's flags clothes there you know it's like old records it's it's just a nice place to be and like i i I often spend time there and don't even buy anything just to be in there so if y'all ever have time y'all should check that out too
2: that sounds like a really fun place i just love bookstores in general they just are so cozy even like my own like school library i don't know why i hated on it for like a year and i never went in there and now i'm like let's just stay in the library forever
1: This conversation was just really great to help us unwind and just get a little bit lost in everything we love and what's worth living for beyond, you know, the stress and the exams and our work and job and school. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you to think about the things that inspire you, what you see in movies, what you see in books, what you see in art that reminds you of who you are and makes you feel something really important. And then just carry that with you wherever you go and hopefully it'll help you de-stress.
2: Is there anything yeah, else that you me. guys wanted to add on before we head out for today? No, thank you perfect. all for we listening. And have a great rest of your day, your evening, whatever you're doing.
0: Yeah. But thank bye you bye. so much.
2: Listeners, and we'll see you next
1: time on PA Youth Voices. See y'all. PA Youth Voices can be heard on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, wggt LP, and online at gtownradio.com, the second and fourth Thursdays of the month at 6 p.m. Thanks, guys, for listening in.